Local talk is back in the valley. It's the conversation you've missed. The Mike Douglas Show. Weekdays at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And thank you for being part of this here Monday through Friday, 3 to 4 p.m. as we have the opportunity to sit down as if we were sharing a cup of coffee or so and being able to discuss the issues of the day rationally and reasonably. And uh, so much, again, appreciate your input here on the Mike Douglas Show. Mike Douglas with you, serving as your live and local concierge for conversation here on the Mike Douglas Show. Again, uh, our opportunities to talk about the issues of the day that affect us directly right here in the uh, Central Valley of California. And uh, just an interesting uh, quick note, uh, our guest uh, is Congressman Josh Harder. We're going to get to him in just a moment. We've been following, of course, the uh, a little bit of the drama regarding the Johnson & Johnson uh, vaccine. Of course, originally there was an issue with uh, it getting mixed up with the AstraZeneca uh, uh, vaccine uh, in the uh, facility that uh, puts all of that together, and of course those doses had to be taken off the market. And then, of course, there was the issue of a very few people, I think uh, only six women, had issues with blood clots uh, following the one-dose Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Uh, just got a note here that the uh, uh, CDC, Centers for Disease Control's Advisory Committee, is expected to vote on updated recommendations for use, possibly today, uh, according uh, to a statement yesterday from FDA Commissioner Janet Woodcock, uh, she expects the pause only to last a matter of days. Possibility we could hear about that uh, very soon. In case uh, <clears throat> that you're looking for that one shot, uh, Johnson and Johnson vaccine. Well, let's uh, let's turn our attention to. Uh, the federal government and Congressman Josh Harder, one of our representatives here within the footprint of Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Uh, Congressman Josh Harder, welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show. Thanks for, ta- uh, thanks for taking time to be with us today. Absolutely. Thanks, Mike. Uh, thanks for having me. And uh, you, you've been a busy person, as I imagine many have been in their in their districts, as uh, you're looking at a, a, a variety of different issues, uh, one of them, of course, being the, uh, the infrastructure bill. Uh, before we get there, though, let me ask you about uh, something I just uh, saw come across our desk here, and that is um, uh, apparently FEMA funds are now available for funeral assistance for families who've lost loved ones to uh, COVID-19. Unpack that a little bit for us. What's happening with that? Yeah. So, you know, look, I think in our community, we've had, unfortunately, more than a thousand of our loved ones die due to COVID. And uh, unfortunately, it's often been the most vulnerable folks among them, people that can't actually uh, put the money together to have the, the funeral to celebrate that, that loved one. And so right now, uh, there's now applications being accepted, uh, support for funerals of up to $9,000 per funeral, up to 35000 total per family. That's available uh, live through the FEMA call center. Folks can give them a call. They can go to harder.house.gov, like working harder to find out more as well. And, you know, I think this is really important because as we get out of this virus, we, you know, want to hit that light at the end of the tunnel. We're sprinting our way there, and every day we get a little bit closer to life uh, as, as normal. But we also want to honor uh, those in, in our community who have been passed, and um, I think this is important, an important way to make sure uh, that their community and our community is remembering uh, those who, uh, who have passed. Congressman uh, Harder, as as we look at that, now these are FEMA funds. Are these funds that were already set aside, or are these funds that are uh, being taken uh, from from other pots, so to speak? This isn't taking away any money from FEMA's other work to, to make sure that folks with you know, wildfires and floods and, and all the rest, uh, this is uh, a new uh, pot of money that is coming out of the rescue plan that was passed just a few weeks ago. Uh, the reason it's going to FEMA is because these folks are, are experts 
at helping folks who have lost a, you know, a home in a wildfire or in a, in a flood get back on their feet. And when you think about it, COVID in its own way is sort of its own natural disaster that we've been living with over the last year. All right. Uh, what other issues have you been dealing with of late? I know there's probably a lot of your a lot on your plate and a lot of input uh, from your constituencies. What would have been two or three of the, of the hot issues that you've been working on lately? Yeah, well, I think, you know, we're trying to get people back to work as quickly and safely as possible, get kids back in the classroom uh, every day. It seems like we move a little bit further towards that. Um, but as I've been you know, driving around the valley, uh, I've heard a lot of, of hope and then also a lot of, of pain. Uh, and I think folks are just really committed uh, to doing everything we can to, to get out of this as, as soon as possible. I think I've also heard a lot about some of the work that we got done in the American Rescue Plan. I mean, those $1,400 checks have done a lot of good uh, for a lot of people. I think they've been uh, one of the most important foundations of helping keep people in their homes and, and groceries back on the table. Uh, and I think that's a really essential piece, but there has to be more to come. I mean, next up, we're working on infrastructure. And I, I think one of the things that I've heard loud and clear from the Central Valley is that every pothole on 99 and, and Highway 5 is a testament that, frankly, Sacramento and Washington have completely ignored our infrastructure for, for decades. And it's, it's time to fix it. Well, for those of us uh, pre-COVID-19 who had the opportunity uh, to to travel to other states, it it does seem that there are other states that that do have a lot better roadways than than we do in California. And, Congressman, is that, in in your mind, uh, an issue of dollars, or is it an issue of priorities, or maybe a combination of both? It's definitely a combination of both. The Central Valley is always uh, sort of feel like second-class citizens sometime, and it's time to actually get the dollars where they're needed. I mean, look at something like the 7th Street Bridge, which I used to drive over every day to go to high school on Modesto High. <laughs> that bridge has a score of five from the Civil Corps of Engineers. That's not five out of ten. That's five out of 100. It's so dangerous this is one of the most important arteries we have in stanislaus county it's so dangerous that school buses are not allowed to drive over it i mean think about that think about a bridge where you don't allow a school bus uh to to drive over and yet you know buses and 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 cars uh, otherwise go over it every single day uh we have that's not the only one we have 119 structurally deficient bridges just in our area uh just like the seventh street bridge And, and that's not even getting into some of the work that we need to do on water infrastructure and, uh, you know, fixing our, our highway system. And so you're, you're darn right that we haven't gotten the investment, and, and we paid for it. We paid for it with our, our, our tires and our shocks as well as the, the lack of, of water support we've had in, in, in an area where agriculture is our, our, our bread and butter. We're talking with Congressman Josh Harder here on the Mike Douglas Show. Our telephone number here, 209 209- Five five one three four eight three two zero nine five five one three four eight three and Congressman Harder, you just mentioned something that is uh, near to dear, near and dear, if not uh, aggravating to a lot of Californians, especially here in the Central Valley, and that is the issue of water. And uh, so what, what do you see in the future as far as at least help from the federal government in resolving some of these water needs that we have in California? Looks like we're going to be uh, heading into a, another drought season. Uh, what, what do you, I know you don't have a crystal ball, but what can you see from uh, your perch in, in uh, Washington, D.C. about how we may be able to get some help for the water uh, and, and drought conditions here in California? Well, it's certainly been a dry year, and we know a drought is always around the corner, if not this year, the next year, but it certainly seems like we're going to be hit hard already. Some of our water districts are looking at a 5% allocation of what they need at best. And, and let me tell you why that matters. Water is jobs. When we have a drought in some parts of our community, look at the west side, look at near Patterson, near Newman, uh, agricultural workers around there have 30% layoffs. Three out of ten of our neighbors lose their job in some parts of our community during a drought year. Think about what we've all been through. 
over the last year and think about compounding all of that pain, all of that job loss that we've already lived through because of COVID with a drought year that we could be headed into right now. Um, we can build enough storage, enough groundwater recharge uh, to provide for the future. I mean, if we had a project like Del Puerto, like Canyon Reservoir, uh, if we had that built today, a project that I'm a, I'm a big believer in, then there would be no layoffs on the west side of the district, even during a drought year, because we would have enough storage in the, 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 the boom years to plan for the bust. And so that's an example of the type of project that we need to prioritize uh, in an infrastructure plan, or really, no matter what, infrastructure plan or none, we need projects like that and shovels in the dirt. Uh, we used to be good at building projects, but we have not had a new water project in the North Valley in over 50 years, and uh, we've been paying the price. Other than the uh, the hackneyed phrase, kicking the can down the road, uh, what do you think some of the reasons uh, for our lack of infrastructure for water have been? What, what, what is it that has prevented us from moving ahead and giving priority to those much-needed uh, reservoirs uh, in order to save water and, and have it ready when we hit drought times? Uh, as you know, I always say my job is to remind people that California is more than San Francisco and Los Angeles, and I think water is the perfect example of how folks, frankly, you know, they, they go to the grocery store, but they don't think past the dinner plate, and they don't really think about where that food comes from. Uh, and we need to make our case. I mean, we're a region of just a couple million folks in the Central Valley in a much bigger state that often doesn't understand the importance of water. And I, I would suggest that over the last few decades, um, we have had a very combative attitude. I mean, frankly, the only people that have been winning from the water wars in California have been the lawyers uh, that end up going to court uh, year in and, and year out. And we certainly haven't gotten a drop of new water from, from any of that. And so, you know, my goal is to say, look, we're not going to agree on everything, but can we find the 80% of water projects that we can actually agree on and just get those done? We can continue to fight about the 20% of projects that, you know, we don't see eye to eye on, but let's just get moving. Uh, and, and a project like Canyon Reservoir or, or expanding Los Vaqueros out near Tracy, expanding San Luis Reservoirs, th those are all projects that have a lot of support. And if we can just get movement on those, that's a huge step in, in the right direction. But for a long time, we've had an all or nothing approach. And, and frankly, the Central Valley has ended up with nothing. Is there bipartisan uh, support for this, Congressman? Uh, and, and again, this is a, uh, you, you talk to area farmers and, and those employed by the agricultural industry, and water is what makes it, uh, makes it go. Uh, do you sense bipartisan support for this? And, and if so, uh, what can people do to, to maybe light a fire under uh, some of their representatives to uh, give more attention to this dire need? Yeah, I think we do need more urgency, and we need that even if this wasn't a dry year because we know we're always a year or two away from, from a drought. And so we need it regardless of how this year ends up, even though it looks uh, like this year will be yet another example of why we should have built some of these projects 10 or, or, or 20 years ago. Um, but I do believe that there is broad support for a project like that. Look at, at, at Del Puerto. We got uh, a bill done to get – federal support for, uh, for, for Del Puerto that was signed by President Trump back when he was in office. But it's also a project that has gotten support and approval from the Newsom administration. And so, you know, <laughs> I don't have to tell you that uh, Governor Newsom and President Trump did not see eye to eye on a whole lot of issues, uh, but they both supported a project like this one. Uh, and we need, you know, a dozen more like it all across the valley uh, that's a project that's being sued right now, and so we'll have to see how the timeline ends up. Uh, but it's something that could be uh, broken ground on as soon as, as next year, which I, I think would be a tremendous step forward in the Valley. And there's a lot of other projects like it. Sites Reservoir uh, up near Sacramento has been in the planning stages from, for decades, but that would be 1.8 million acre feet of water. We have a deficit of a couple million acre feet across the entire Central Valley. If all we do is get sites, Los Vaqueros, San Luis, and Canyon Reservoir built, 
that would solve almost the entire deficit that we have in a drought year across the entire valley. And those are all projects that I wish had been done 40 years ago. Congressman Josh Harder, our guest today. Again, our phone number here, 209-551-3483. If you have questions for the congressman, again, area code 209-551-3483. Congressman Josh Harder, our guest here on the Mike Douglas Show. Right now we're talking about water, which is uh, always a, a subject that uh, raises eyebrows. And I, you know, you mentioned something just a couple of minutes ago, uh, Congressman, that I that I think is, you know, possibly one of the factors here, because it seems like it's just common sense that that you get these uh, water facilities in place, having California's history. I grew up in in the Los Angeles area and spent, well. Uh, little over 30 years of of my life down in in southern california and i have to say that i i didn't think about water down there you you turn on the faucet the water's there it wasn't until i lived up in sacramento and then down here in the central valley that it really became uh so you know it, it, it it's a dire thing that that we need to think about every day do you think maybe that some of it is politically a lot of people in a lot of the large populous areas maybe they're not affected as much by it or if they're not if maybe they're not aware that they're being affected by it and that's right like i said i don't think a lot of people in in big cities in california and across the country can see past the dinner plate Right. You ask most school kids, where does food come from? And they say the grocery store. And they don't really think about the, um, the, the lifeblood that we have in the valley. But this, been, this has been passed on from generations. And I think that's something that people really need to understand. Mm-hmm. I only live in the Central Valley because my great-great-grandfather started a peach farm in Manteca in 1850. Why did he start it in Manteca? Because that's where the water was. And so, you know, for, for 170 plus years, uh, that legacy has been handed down from family to family. Uh, the, the Central Valley would be a dust bowl without, uh, without water. Nobody would live here. Uh, nobody would live here. We certainly wouldn't be the fruit and nut basket of the entire world. And I think we need to, to evangelize that. I think we really need to showcase how everybody, not just in California, but across the country and the world, has a stake in making sure that we fight for water security in the valley uh, because if you don't have water security, you're not going to have almonds and tomatoes and cheese and milk and, and everything else that we that we grow here. Uh, and that's why it's so it's so essential. And we can do some really important common sense projects uh, that that actually invest in the future of the valley and make sure that my kids and my grandkids have the same opportunities to, to live in the valley that's been passed down for generations. Congressman Josh Harder, our guest. Uh, Congressman Jason from Modesto has uh, a comment for you regarding uh, the future of water. Jason, uh, welcome to the Mike Douglas Show, and you're on with Congressman Josh Harder. Hi, Mike. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. Hey, uh, regarding the regard, regarding the water the water discussion we're, we're having, I, I haven't heard it discussed a lot. I, I listen to the Farm Report every day. Uh, I am in the agricultural business. Um, California is getting ready to start selling water futures, which um, if most people don't realize that, that is like oil speculation where you can buy water, hold on to it, and sell it as a commodity. This is going to impact the valley in a huge way where our utility bills are going to go outrageous. And, you know, it wouldn't take a lot of um, – it, 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 it would it's, people could come together and build an LLC and buy these buy this water, and then make money off of it, regardless who is going to regardless who is going to hurt. What is California going to do to stop that? Yeah, thank, thanks, Jason. And I, I've seen some of the news of some of the folks that are trying to trade water and, and all the rest. Look, I don't think it's the end of the world to to trade water, but we have to make sure that it doesn't leave the valley. And so, you know, some of the things that we're talking about is trading it from the, you know, Oakdale Irrigation District to the Turlock Irrigation District or from, you know, Stanislaus County down to Fresno County. And I, I don't think there's a big problem with that because, you know, we need to make sure that there's a, a market for our products, just like for, for everything else. But what I don't want to see 
Uh, and what I think you are right in being suspicious of could happen as the, these future markets take hold is you don't have water going from, you know, Stanislaus to Fresno. You have water uh, going to, to other countries or, you know, sold across state borders and, and all the rest. And so I think it's really important to make sure uh, that, you know, the valley resources that we have are not leaving the, the boundaries of the, of the valley. To some extent, they already do, right? I mean, this is snow that melts in the mountains, and it comes down the canal system, and it ends up where it is uh, right here. Um, and so it's important to make sure that there is some conveyance uh, of water, but we have to put safeguards uh, on that and make sure that it doesn't just, you know, go on out to Arizona or Mexico or somewhere else because we need the water here. Jason, thank you so much for uh, bringing up that point. Uh, and, and it is something that is concerning, Congressman, uh, especially as you consider, you know, there are always uh, uh, big bucks and big corporations and uh, then also some sly people that figure out a way to abuse uh, these particular things. And, and so, of course, uh, I, I think there's concern about uh, the holes in that, the faults in that, that, that could be reasonably abused. Congressman, uh, I know you've got a lot to do. we got about a minute left uh, here uh, in our time. Any, uh, any last things that you'd like to communicate uh, to your uh, constituents here in the Central Valley? Look, I, I just say that, you know, what we talked about today, water, bridges, highways are all examples uh, of a lack of investment in the valley. And that's hurt us. And if you want an example of how important uh, it, it is, look at what happened at the Orville Dam. Uh, mm -hmm. Think about all of the property loss and the devastation that occurred because we deferred maintenance on that Orville Dam. We don't want the same thing to happen at Don Pedro. We, want, we don't want the same thing to happen on the 7th Street Bridge in, in Modesto and other projects that need fixing all across the Central Valley. And so if you think it's expensive to actually fix some of these projects, if you think it's expensive to repair and build the dams and the reservoirs that we need, uh, just go on up to Orville and you can see the cost of what happens when we ignore it uh, for decades and decades. And we can't have that that here, especially not in what could be a, a, a drought year and certainly seems headed towards it. Uh, just very quickly, what about some of the existing uh, tax monies that have been available? Uh, have, have, do you feel that they have been wisely used to address some of these issues, thinking about, for exact uh, example, tax money and such? Did you feel that uh, those dollars are going where they should be or, or maybe a, l a little more concentration on being appropriate with spending? I think there's there's definitely some room to be much better with taxpayer dollars. And, you know, I'll give you one example. Um, we had we, we passed a, a bond to invest in, in, in Highway 99. We had some money for that. And then Governor Newsom actually threatened to take some of that money from Highway 99 and use it to fund a mass transit system down in, in Los Angeles. I thought that was ridiculous. I, I wrote to the governor. He ended up reversing his position. But we have to fight day in and day out for every dollar and cent that we have. But when we talk about some of these water projects, you know, 90-plus percent of them are privately funded. Farmers want to invest in water, and there's money to do so. These are projects that actually make money for our economy in the long term. The challenge is a lot of these environmental approvals and, um, you know, yes. all the court cases and the litigation that can be brought against these projects again and again. And so, you know, we need to do two things at the same time. We need to make sure that there's financial support there for planning and to, to make sure that these projects get off the ground. But more than anything, a we also need to cut the red tape. Absolutely. Uh, sure Congressman Josh Harder has been our guest. Got to go. Thanks so much for joining us here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. The Mike Douglas Show, every weekday at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Every Saturday hey, it's Clay Travis from Outkick the Coverage. Be sure to listen to the Outkick the Coverage podcast for the most informed and out Central Valley real estate market from host Ed Parco and guest experts from around the country. Real Estate Jerky gives you something to chew on. More cowbell, please. Hey, it's Clay Travis from Outkick the Coverage. Be sure to listen to the Outkick the Coverage podcast for the most informed, outspoken, and fearless commentary in all of sports. Just search the iHeartRadio app or wherever you go to get your podcast. Power Talk 1360 First Traffic from the Jackson Rancheria Resort Traffic Center. This report is sponsored by the Outkick the Coverage podcast. 
crashing at water still slowing you down. It's northbound 99 at Buhack Road. A car and a big rig collided. They're off to the shoulder. Look for about a 15-minute delay from Franklin Road. Eastbound 120 Manteca tied up from Main Street to 99, while eastbound 132 through Vernalis is slow from Ahern Road all the way to North McCracken. For the latest on the Valerie opening, tune to news on 1360 AM KFIV. This report is sponsored by the Outkick the Coverage podcast. Hey, it's Clay Travis from Outkick the Coverage. Be sure to listen to the Outkick the Coverage podcast for the most informed, outspoken, and fearless commentary in all of sports. Just search for Outkick the Coverage in the iHeartRadio app or wherever you go to get your podcast. Hi, I'm host Robin Roberts, and on a new podcast from iHeartRadio, COVID-19, Immunity in Our Community, we'll hear from Americans on the front line doctors and medical experts who convince them and their loved ones to roll up their sleeves and get vaccinated. Listen to COVID-19 immunity in our community on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. We can do this. Newt Gingrich explaining the worst kind of identity theft, a crime that can cost you your home and is not covered by insurance or standard identity theft programs. Your credit card company found suspicious charges on your card. That's simple identity theft. It's annoying, but they cover it. The crime you really need to worry about is home title theft because it can cost you your home. The title documents to our homes are online now. The thief simply forges your signature in a quitclaim deed stating you sold your home and he's the new owner. Then he borrows money on your home and leaves you in debt. You won't know until a late payment or eviction notice arrives. That's why I have Home Title Lock. The instant they detect tampering with my home's title, they help shut it down. You need to protect your home's title now. Go to HomeTitleLock.com and register your address to see if you're already a victim. And enter RADIO for 30 free days of protection. That's promo code RADIO at HomeTitleLock.com. I had a knee issue where my knee gradually was getting sore, and then after a while, it just hurt to bend it. For David, a patient at Modesto Physical Medicine, even driving a car was a struggle. Getting in the car, I'd have to lean over towards the passenger seat and bring it in straight-legged. Physical activity and working out was out of the question. It bothers me a lot. It's still in the back of my mind that I may not be able to do it ever again. But Modesto Physical Medicine changed all of that by treating David with non-surgical regenerative cell treatments. Done right in the office. No downtime for David and other patients. Within week one after the injection, the pain was starting to go away. By week two, I could bend it a lot. Modesto Physical Medicine uses state-of-the-art pain management that helps your body heal itself. I'm back at the gym again, working out with my trainer. Modesto Physical Medicine, just blocks north of Memorial Hospital in Modesto. Call for your complimentary consultation today. 238-3434. Call now. 838-3434. Hey, it's Clay Travis from Outkick the Coverage. Be sure to listen to the Outkick the Coverage podcast for the most informed, outspoken, and fearless commentary in all of sports. Just search for Outkick the Coverage in the iHeartRadio app or wherever you go to get your podcast. If dogs have four legs, do they have to walk twice as much? Let Canines on the Move give them a new leash on life by exercising them when you can't. Call Canines on the Move at 209-226-1150 for a free consultation. Because a walk a day keeps the vet away. From the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer Weather Center. This report is sponsored by TacoTimeCalifornia.com. Taco Time is all the time. Visit TacoTimeCalifornia.com to earn cash back on beef from the California Beef Council and save on real California cheese and crema. Look for the seal. Plus, great taco and margarita recipes all at TacoTimeCalifornia.com. Sunny skies today, low 70s, clear skies overnight. Chilly temperatures coming back. We'll see mid-40s with light wind. Mid-70s tomorrow, sunny skies all around. The Trevor Carey Show. Amen. Follows Mike Douglas every weekday at 4. Well said. On Power Talk, 1360 KFIV. 
And thank you so much for being part of the conversation here on the Mike Douglas Show, 3 to 4 p.m. I look forward to this every day because uh, we, we just heard from, for example, from Jason uh, bringing up uh, this, this idea of water futures and such. And uh, you have such a wealth of information. It really is just a, a joy to be able to talk to you about these issues, share information, and uh, edify each other. And again, we so much appreciate your participation in that process. Process. We love being live and local right here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And like to extend the conversation with you about water here in the uh, in the Central Valley of California and as the state as a whole. Uh, if you uh, were listening carefully, uh, Congressman Josh Harder talked about uh, some of the obstacles to getting water projects done in the state, to get new reservoirs made. We, we desperately need to support people. To su- Everybody talks about the existential threat. Existential has to do with the human condition. The existential threat. Well, we have an existential threat here in California because of the lack of water and the, and the droughts that we have. And really, and I, and I have been to many a meeting with state and local officials where people have been really upfront about the fact there is no need in recent days for any of us to be effective, neg- uh, affected negatively by a drought. Consistently, local, state, federal officials who are being real in the meetings that I've been in have been saying, look, we don't have to have this problem right now. Yes, there will be a drought, but we don't have to be affected by the drought as we are. Had we been building the infrastructure all along to uh, contain water and to not waste it. And if you're listening very carefully to Congressman Josh Harder towards the end of our conversation a few minutes ago, he was talking about some of the issues that prevent that from happening. And one of them are the environmental foes of of helping us avoid droughts. And this is the common sense stuff that absolutely boggles my mind. I, I need to take duct tape and wrap my head with it because my synapses really start to, to uh, overheat. When I think about this, I cannot understand the common sense issues of humanity being helped by reservoirs and then organizations in their narcissism standing in the way of it just doesn't make any sense to me what about you what do you think what 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 do you think is preventing us from building the these reservoirs what about these groups that stand in the way our number here area code 209-551-3483 area code 209-551-3483 going back to uh an article uh, in the modesto b back in uh november and they were talking about uh, a reservoir that uh, Congressman Harder was talking about. Uh, the Del Puerto Water District is planning a, a, a round numbers $500 million reservoir and would help uh, enhance the storage for farmers on about 45,000 acres near Interstate 5 between Vernalis and, uh, and Santa Nella. Well, there was a lawsuit filed. Well, who filed the lawsuit? Sierra Club, Friends of the River, California Native Plant Society, and the Center for Biological Diversity. Look, we are, and I am a big proponent of taking care of the environment. I think a lot of that has to do with, uh, with your worldview. You know, I come at it as, as a pastor that, that God gave the earth to humanity to be a good steward of. I know that's not grammatical, grammatical uh, for which to be a good steward. That, that is better. Uh, we are to be good stewards of the environment that we have. But it is not, I, I think oftentimes people with other worldviews get that upside down. 
that uh, we are subservient to the earth. No, we're to take care of the earth to help us take care of ourselves. And so in that regard, we're all for being good stewards of the environment. But uh, when we have lawsuits like this, I'm sorry, but when we have lawsuits like this that stand in the way of some common sense things, it is just absolutely, uh, I don't know, I, I just uh, I, I just can't fathom it. I really do not understand it. Uh, <clears throat> Sean Worth uh, was quoted. He's the conservation chair for the Sierra Club Motherload chapter, and he said the district's plan to destroy this precious local landscape and further strain the seriously imperiled Delta ecosystem is sad and unfortunate. Well, you see, to me... When we have jobs and people that are dependent upon water, we need to give priority to those jobs and the people dependent on water. Let's, uh, let's find out what uh, Dave and Patterson thinks. Uh, Dave, what, how do you feel about uh, this issue of, of groups like this standing in the way of, of common sense things to avoid the, the drought? Well, I, I was hoping to get a hold of you when you had the congressman there, but I couldn't make the call. <laughs> hey, my, my thing is I, I do believe in the environment, uh, but I'm kind of a sportsman. I like to fish and hunt and camp, that kind of stuff. And when they talk about spending money on these things, uh, I know it, it goes for a good reason. We need to have water. We need our farmers to, to have water. We grow food for the, the whole damn country here. Um, but why in the world when they do talk about doing something like the last reservoir they spoke of up there the part that i read about it was they weren't going to allow boating or fishing or camping if they want my money to go towards things i sure would like to be able to partake slightly a little bit and and enjoy the things i grew up here in the in the valley used to be out at the river all the time we'd fish hunt swim everything out there and now we're not even allowed up on the levee uh, a few farmers take care of it, and, and I know I, I get it. People have destroyed things and done stupid things. They need to prosecute them. They need to go after them. But people should have not – we shouldn't lose all access to things that we help support uh, and put there. You know, we, we spend money on levees. That river should belong to everybody. If you have a boat, you can get on it. But other than that, uh, it's pretty tough. And I just wanted to ask him what he thought about um, when they build these places, if they if they would allow recreation on them, uh, Don Pedro allows people out there. New Maloney's, they're all great places, but they were talking about this last one up above Patterson wouldn't allow anybody. Dave, I th- I think there's yeah I, I think there's an underlying theme that that you bring up that's very important, and that has to do with our generational attitudes towards the environment, towards the outdoors. You mentioned having recreation as uh, an appreciation of, uh, of the environment, as appreciation of the water and, and the things that the water brings. And I, I'm thinking, Dave, that the part of helping successive generations understand how to care for and appreciate uh, recreational areas and the wilderness is to provide access to it and, as you say, provide appropriate enforcement. I think you're right on the money that uh, th- this whole issue of open- opening it up with appropriate enforcement is highly important so that we can cha- uh, train our children and, and their children's children on how to take care of it, how to manage it well, and how to enjoy it at the same time. Would would you agree that's that's uh, one of those underlying themes there that's important? Absolutely. I believe that, that hunters and fishermen, nobody cares more about the animals in the wilderness and the fisheries than the people that actually get out there and use it. You know, mm. people think of them all as haters and they go shoot and kill. But hunting in the right way, we support more than we take. Fishing in the right way, you, you support more than you take. And that, that's been done for years. Uh, and I, I think we need to get back to it. And the kids, when they get out to the rivers and they get out to the reservoirs and they understand what a beautiful place it is and it's their responsibility to take care of it, not just go out there and tear it up, um, 
you know, that will that will change things, and maybe we can get back to where we were one day. But we seem to be going in the wrong direction real fast. Dave, thanks for the call. Some uh, some excellent points there. And uh, again, if we don't allow access appropriately to these areas in appropriate ways, uh, we can't teach succeeding generations how to manage it, how to uh, appreciate it. You don't you don't let folks on the waterways. You don't let folks into these areas. They're not going to learn going to learn how to take care of it. And Does there need to be some supervision there? Yes. Does there need to be appropriate enforcement in those areas? Absolutely. But to to absolutely stop these projects, and then if we get the projects going, to to stop people from having access to it, uh, to me, makes no sense. Uh, Now, I understand uh, I'm a guy that looks for common sense. And again, my perspective is God has given us the environment as something we need to take care of for our purposes, to grow food, to enjoy, uh, to use water in appropriate ways. And and again, these self-interest groups, I'm sorry, you cannot say we don't love the environment because we want to build a reservoir. That's absolute nonsense. It is absolutely a, a lie, and it's a prevarication of what's true for many of us. And we need to stand up, and, and uh, we need to push back on this. What do you think? Our telephone number here, 209-551-3483. On the Mike Douglas Show, we're talking about water. We're talking about enjoying waterways. We're talking about building reservoirs. We're talking about the ability to access the environment. What do you think about all that? Area code 209-551-3483. And the conversation will continue here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. The Mike Douglas Show, every weekday at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Power Talk 1360 First Traffic from the Jackson Rancheria Resort Traffic Center. Southbound 99, Mantega, slow today, 120 all the way to Austin Road. More delays in Tracy, eastbound 205, 11th Street all the way to 5, and then northbound 5 in Lathrop, tied up from Louise Avenue to Roth Road. For the latest on the Valley reopening, tune to news on 1360 AM KFIV. This report is sponsored by the Outkick the Coverage podcast. Hey, it's Clay Travis from Outkick the Coverage. Be sure to listen to the Outkick the Coverage podcast for the most informed, outspoken, and fearless commentary in all of sports. Just search for Outkick the Coverage in the iHeartRadio app or wherever you go to get your podcast. Are you at the end of your rope? You know, chronic, achy joints, the daily dose of pain meds. Hey, it's Trevor Carey. There's a new modern-day solution to your pain. It's called regenerative cell treatment at Modesto Physical Medicine. I've really looked into this. It's amazing, powerful process. It addresses the root cause of the pain in your knees, your shoulders, your hips, or back. And you know what you'll finally get? Relief. Come on, you owe it to yourself. Don't spend one more day in pain. Call Modesto Physical Medicine today. Get started on the road to recovery and a pain-free life. One of the biggest regrets for Modesto Physical Medicine patients is they didn't start the treatment sooner. Give them a call. They'll tell you a whole lot more about it. People are satisfied. And let me tell you what the best news is. No surgery, no pain meds, no downtime. Just blocks north of Memorial Hospital in Modesto. Call 209-838-3434. 838-3434. Get rid of the pain by calling 838-3434. Tell them Trevor sent you. Hey, Gary. Things are great, but I crushed my mortgage payment with owning without even leaving my couch. I got a no-closing-cost refi at a great low rate, and owning did it all in less than three weeks. It was easy. No muss, no fuss. Be like Gary. Call owning at 855-5-OWNING and crush your mortgage payment with today's 30-year fixed refi at 2.75% rate at APR with no closing costs. None. Zero. Even if you've refinanced recently, call 855-5-OWNING and let us crush your monthly payment even more. That's 855-5-OWNING or log on to owning.com. NMLS 2611, licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act, subject to credit approval. Call 833-852-6464 for terms and conditions. 
You can crush it, too, with a 30-year fixed 2.75% rate and APR with absolutely no closing costs. Hey, it's Clay Travis from Outkick the Coverage. Be sure to listen to the Outkick the Coverage podcast for the most informed, outspoken, and fearless commentary in all of sports. Just search for Outkick the Coverage in the iHeartRadio app or wherever you go to get your podcast. What do you get when you talk to a Dell Technologies advisor? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You get someone who understands there's an art to listening. Uh-huh. Sure. Who's able to hear more than what's being said and can provide tailored mm-hmm. small business solutions that make you feel okay. truly heard. I understand. Let's get started. For advice on everything from laptops to the cloud and solutions powered by Intel vPro platform, call an advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. Liberty. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company customizes your renter's insurance, so you only pay for what you need. Great. As a minimalist, I need simple insurance. Nice place. No furniture? Nothing sparked joy, except for this fruit bowl. Well, with Liberty Mutual, you only pay for what you need, so there's that. I mean, look, so beautiful, so empty again. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Local Talk is back in the Valley with KFIV's Mike Douglas. Weekdays at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And again, we thank you so much for being part of the conversation here on the Mike Douglas Show at area code 209-551-3483. Area code 209-551-3483. We've been talking about the tremendous need to have uh, more water-saving facilities here in California and how inevitably there are lawsuits being brought to, uh, to block that. And, and again, the deception is, well, if you disagree or if you agree with having that reservoir in that particular spot, you're against the environment. And you see, it's not an either-or. Uh, uh, Dave uh, from... Uh, Uh, Our last call, he was talking about the fact that, listen, a lot of sportsmen and sportswomen, you can't find people that are more dedicated to preserving the environment than they are. Whether you're talking about uh, fishermen or or hunters or or uh, recreational boaters and such, are there some that abuse? Absolutely, that's always going to happen. But that's why we have uh, law enforcement. That's why we have rangers in the area. Uh, that, that's why we prepare for those contingencies is that we need to open these things up so people can experience what it means to take care of the environment. If you never have the opportunity to do that, you're not going to learn how to do it. And again, I I just find it absolutely mind-blowing that here we are in 2021, we've been having drought conditions for decades, and we're still at odds with each other over building these facilities. And of course, wherever we build it, someone's not going to like it. There's something that is, is going to be put at risk, and we never know we never know what that is. Uh, there was, um, let's see, when it came to the uh, Del Puerto water, water District project, that uh, $500 uh, million dollar, uh, reservoir, um, here are some of the uh, concerns uh, regarding that. Let's see. Uh, they said it would destroy habitat for animals such as golden eagles, red-legged frogs, and tiger salamanders. Uh, that rare plants that included the big tar plant, diamond-petaled California poppy, and lemon's jet uh, jewel flower would be uh, would be destroyed. Well, again, there is a balance between humanity and the environment that humanity has been given to take care of, and there are times when, yeah, some of those things are not going to be able to exist in that particular area. The trade-off is we don't have drought conditions and we don't have as much fire danger. We, we, <laughs> uh, 
I, I, I so so much frustrates me. Does it frustrate you at all? Yeah. Two zero nine five five one three four eight three. Two zero nine five five one three four eight three. Again, love the environment. We're here to take care of it. Just do not understand this either or type of uh, perspective. Uh, before we go today, I want to talk a little bit. Uh, of course, we talked to Congressman Harder earlier about the uh, infrastructure plan. That two trillion dollar uh, plan that is being proposed by the White House. And, of course, one of the issues, and we didn't have time to, to get into that uh, with Congressman Harder to allow him to, uh, uh, to respond to it, but the definition of infrastructure in this bill is very interesting. Uh, and there's, I think, what, maybe $620, $621 billion dollars uh, that that apply to legitimate transportation infrastructure. Some people are saying about six percent uh, of that two trillion dollars. Well, there are other things that are also benefiting from it, like um, unions and uh, the new civilian climate corps, redressing historic inequities. That's interesting. Nature-based infrastructure. Uh, Biden's proposal uh, sets an unspecified amount of money for nature-based infrastructure uh, or conservation of forests, wetlands, and the ocean, uh, support for agricultural resource management, a care infrastructure, meaning child care, uh, long-term care for the elderly. My friends, would, when they say this is for the intra- infrastructure, th- this is where trust starts to erode uh, with our government. Because when you mention the word infrastructure, what are we thinking about? We're thinking about roadways. We're, we're thinking about uh, some of these things like uh, reservoirs. We're, we're thinking about bridges. And, uh, and the congressman correctly identified those as some of the issues. But uh, digital infrastructure. $100 billion to expand broadband internet across the country. That's part of infrastructure? Really? Program note coming up. Uh, Trevor Carey is uh, coming up next at 4 o'clock, uh, the Trevor Carey Show. And uh, he's going to be uh, joining us uh, again every day at uh, 4 o'clock here, just following the Mike Douglas Show today. He'll be talking about where would you want to go, Harvard, Stanford, Oxford, or where else? Mike Douglas Show, we'll be back with you tomorrow at 3. Thanks so much for joining us here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV.